Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Vivica Fox. Welcome to an all-new Hustlin' with Vivica A. Fox. Okay, darlings, we are going bigger and bolder. That's right. I'm your go-to girl for people, ideas, knowledge, inspiration, faith, love, truth, success, and of course, fun. <laughs> your hustle's going to get an upgrade with the most surprising, exciting, and fabulous guests from all walks of life. You're in good hands, darlings. Now, remember to subscribe and download to Hustlin' with Vivica A. Fox. Okay, I've got a treat for y'all today. That's right, darlings. A 6'4 drink of goodness. He's an Ivy League chemical engineer and an accomplished actor with a 25-year career in film and television. Please welcome to Hustlin' with Vivica A. Fox, Otto Asando. Hey, Otto. How you doing, Vivica A? How you doing? <laughs> Love that you said that. Hey, I, Vivica I, A. Oh, yeah. Yes. Welcome to Hustlin' with Vivica A. Fox. Now, listen Thank you here. so much. Y'all. Y'all, I got to read some of these credits, okay? Because I could not memorize it. Because the man, as I said, has a 25-year career history in film and television. So I'm just going to give y'all a few of his credits, okay? Proceed. He's like, proceed. <laughs> Jinx, <laughs> I love that. You've worked with, oh my goodness, you've worked with Will Smith in Hitch, okay? You've also worked in Blood Diamond, Django Unchained. Uh, with my boy, Quentin Tarantino. With your boy. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. You are yes. doing the thing. And then, mm -hmm. wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We've got some more. You've also worked with Hillary Swank in Netflix Away. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, you've been working yeah. with all of the A-listers. I have. I have. Okay. I, Go ahead. No, I'm a big fan. I, I just have to say one quick thing uh, okay. about you. I just need to put you on bass real quick. You, I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours. And Kill Bill, speaking of uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino, is one of my favorite movies in the world. I mm. saw that movie about nine times in the theater. So I paid for it nine times. Oh, I, we thank you for them box office dollars, brother. Yes, girl, <laughs> you did your thing in that flick. And you and Uma going after it like that is one. I'm, I'm not blowing you up. I'm just saying one of my favorite scenes ever. I love that scene. So thank you. You're welcome, darling. Now, let me tell you just a little bit of backstory about Please. that scene. Okay. All right. That was six months of training. Ooh, when I'm telling you, like I'm, and I did 95% of everything. When I'm telling you, I was covered in bruises. Every morning I would take an Epsom salt bath. So every morning I could count when the bruises would pop up. So the very last day, that fight scene, four days. We literally destroyed a house in Pasadena. We started at the door, went by the by the stereo thing into yes. the front room, then over yes. by the fireplace, then not messed up my my china that I threw on that whole case yes. over. Then moved into the kitchen. Then I did that knife thing. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes, I had a special booty light because he said, "Vivica <laughs> Fox, you was in booty call." Okay, <laughs> so we got to have a special booty light for Vivica A. Fox's uh, booty in, in Kill Bill. Yeah. So then I kicked her through the door. Then I did the thing on the thing. And then we ended up back in the living room. So yes. it literally we went in this wonderful. And that's what you love about working with Quentin. Like yeah. he knew exactly the choreography to take us through that scene. But anyway, that very last day. On day four of the fight scene, I was sitting in the yeah. bathtub. I counted 30 bruises. 
But wow. I earned every one. I earned them you, all. Girl, that, <laughs> I, I, man, I've done uh, uh, screen combat, stage combat before. And yeah. I wondered, I was like, damn, her stunt double must look just like her because <laughs> I can't see it. But to know that you did all a lot yes. of that. And I did everything, basically. The only thing I didn't do was when she kicked me over the thing and I crashed through the glass. Yes, and I yes. wanted to try it. Yeah. I wanted to try right. it. They were like, Vivica, no. we That's the one part of it. No, you're not going to do it. Yeah. And my stunt double, she ended up, she cut her finger a little bit and got like okay. four little bitty okay. stitches. So, but that was okay. Yeah. But I just, you don't you think that as an actor, when you can see the stunt double kind of take mm -hmm. over? You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah, you should have did. Yeah. 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 Every yeah. once in a while. But there's some things that I'm like, oh, he should be doing that. <laughs> no, I'm oh, like, look, nah, look, bro. Now, look, I said that 15 years ago. OK, uh -huh. now mm -hmm. I will be like, go, girl, go. <laughs> Come on, get the stuff double on in here. Get the stuff double on in here. I absolutely yes. would. So anyway, yes. enough about me. Let's get mm -hmm. to you, because this is what Hustin with Vivica A. Fox, my show is all about, is a celebration of careers and to take people behind the scenes of people's career because people don't know what we go through to right. get to this place right this moment you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying mm -hmm. so let's start so you've been in the business for 25 years where are you from yes i'm from upstate new york i was born in schenectady new york Really? Uh, yes uh and then we moved down to new rochelle but my family is from west africa they're from ghana so okay mom and right. dad and, yeah. and your name you have a very unique name tell us about yes. your name my name, my full name is Ato Isilfi Brakatu Isando. Mm. Ato means Saturday born. Isilfi Brakatu is something like warrior or something like that. So like my, my mom and dad did me good. I was like, oh, warrior. I right, cool. That's me. That's me. Right. <laughs> like, that's, right. That's right. That's now, it. Where, yeah. <laughs> now, have you ever been to Africa to to your, your parents' country? All the time. I've been back and forth all my life and they've moved about 30 years ago. They moved back. Once we got out of the house, they're like, all right, we're, we're ghosts. They're going back to the house. They went, so they went back yeah, to the motherland. They went back. They lived there. They got a beautiful house. My brother got married, married a Ghanaian woman. They lived there. They got kids. So they're like doing they're doing the thing over there in Ghana. So I go over there at least once a year when I can. Oh, so tell us yeah. now you've had a 25 year career. How did mm -hmm. did you always want to be an actor? No, you know, I always loved movies and television. It's funny. My brother, who I just mentioned, is always like, of course, you're an actor. You are always doing people's voices. You're always mimicking people. You're always doing your thing. Mm -hmm. But I went to school as a, a chemical engineer because I have that, you know, West African immigrant family. They're like, you know, all right, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be an engineer or you're going to be a disgrace to the family. You know, <laughs> like, right. you know, that kind of. Yeah thing right and so um and that's a that, that's a gina yashiri joke but I, I i love that thing but um i discovered acting on a goof when i was at school i just did mm. a random play that my my girlfriend ex-girlfriend but girlfriend at the time dared me to do and she was like boy you're gonna do that play just because you want to and i was like okay and then i was like wow this is what acting is i had no idea they were telling me how to do stage blocking and all of that but once I got the little taste in my mouth, it mm -hmm. just wouldn't leave me. And so finally, years later, I decided I'm going to take some classes and figure this out. So that's okay, what so happened. I've got to go back because I can't believe yes. I, I missed this part. A chemical engineer? Yes, ma'am. Where did you go to school? <laughs> I went to Cornell University. Oh, excuse me? Yeah. Excuse yes. me? You just go <laughs> and drop that. No, just, where did 
Cornell's brother. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I went there and again, it was, I always had this, like, um, there was a part of me that always was artistic and, you know, it's always, everybody always says, well, you can do that on the side. Right. And so the practical thing is get a, a, a quote unquote real degree. So then you can get your job, buy your house, get married, have your kids, all that stuff. But um, the thing I wanted to figure out is like, who am I? Like, what do I want? What mm. beyond outside of my parents, outside of my family, outside of my friends, what makes me tick? Yeah. And the yeah. accident of finding acting was just something that just said, I just want to see if I can do it. Yes. And if not, I'll figure something else out. But like, just let me see if I can do it. Now, see, that's what people got to understand about, about uh, Black people. Black people that was raised that, oh, you going to get an education? Yes. Trust me. I snuck, acting, I snuck into acting too. And let me tell you, because I had to go to college because my mother was like, oh, you're not leaving my house without telling me what chapter you're going to next. So <laughs> I, I went to college and I tried that. But always on the weekends, I would sneak up to L.A. because I was living in Huntington Beach. So I would always sneak up to L.A. and do modeling and go out and hang out with mm -hmm. my friends. But acting mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. fell in my lap that I was used to read with a girlfriend of mine named Kelly Minter, her auditions. And she said, you know what? You're kind of good at this. You should give acting a try. And I was like, girl, whatever. I'm a model. I'm kind of tall, which you're yeah. tall too, right? I'm 6'4". Six, six, four, four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. let, let's talk about the height thing real quick. Because, yes. you know, when I first started acting, they would never let me wear heels. Wow. You, and I'm not a kid in heel kind of girl. I mean, I ain't because <laughs> knees is killing me. But... <laughs> But back in the day, oh, yes. I, the more platform and the higher I was, I was like, they're going to come up to me. I am not going mm -hmm. down to them. Right. I feel you. Mm -hmm. yeah, so you're six, four. Yes. Right? Yeah. How has that been for you? Has height ever been a problem? Well, it's, you know, it it, it kind of is. I know that there are roles that I've lost because let's say the person I'm going to be acting opposite mm -hmm. of I'm way taller than, right? Uh, so that's one of the things. And then there's some things that I watch where I'm like, Damn, you, you know, being this tall, you're tall as well. You don't know you're tall until you're around short people. So Agreed. Girl, I will watch something. I'll be like, I am the damn jolly green giant. I cannot <laughs> believe how big I am. You know what I mean? But there's, there's a couple of things. It, what it is, I, I love when I see tall people, though. Me the too. rare tall people. Like I did I did a bunch with Tom Selleck. He's 6'4". Yes, he is. I, yes, I did yes. a series. Will of, is tall. Yeah. Will is tall. Will yeah. is tall. I was like, yes, yes Will is tall. Um, uh, Bobby Cannavale, I did, him and I did a series called Vinyl on HBO for a, a season. And he's tall. So it was like, it's great when you're in front of somebody and you can like look in their eyes and act with them yes. without looking down. Oh, yes. Man. <laughs> or can I tell you what used to happen to me when I first started? They would mm. put them on the Apple boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, I just think for a man, like, that's a weird. That's kind of hard. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So yeah. you get it. You get it. Yes, you get it. I do. Now, I, I had to uh, read a couple things here because you recently posted on um, in your high school yearbook, your aspirations of wanting to write a book, land on Mars. What was going on? Okay, from an author <laughs> to an astronaut, you know, what was going yeah. on? Yeah, you know, back in the day, I mean, when I was going to high school, you know, I was, again, I was always trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And yeah. what, luckily, I have the parents who, yes, they're West African and they have a, like a set way of looking at things, but they're always like, look, you have to figure out who you are and what you want. We have our suggestions, but you know what? It's your life, right? 
And so I've always loved literature. I've always loved writing. I could write little things here and there. And I, I, I was always had a little facility for that. And also my geek science mind, I was like, I one of the things I wanted to be was an astronaut. Now, let's go back to the tall thing. Once I found out that astronauts can't be that tall. <laughs> and <laughs> why? why can't astronauts be that tall? I guess because the spacesuit is really expensive. So every inch you add to that spacesuit is a lot. But listen, so then, so I, you know, high school was a long time ago. Okay. And then I did this show away with Hillary Swank on Netflix, which is yes. a, a journey to Mars, right? So I was, you know, I was uh, kikiing with my friends from high school randomly. The show is out. We're talking about the show. And, it, and then I picked up my yearbook and started looking at everybody's picture. Ha ha, look at your picture. Ha ha, look at that shag you got. And then I got to me and I was like, oh, look at my thing. And then I looked and I was like, yo, I said land on Mars is my dream. And that's what happens in the show. So it, that's why I posted it. I was like, oh, the connection didn't mm. land on real Mars, but I landed on, you know, uh, Albuquerque on the stage Mars. Mars. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> so you did it. You went out I did of space. It. You yes. know, it counts. It counts, you know. Now, I want to talk to you about working with some of my favorite people. I mean, we have that in common yes. as well. Mm -hmm. What was it like mm -hmm. working with Will and Hitch? Will, I, you know, I've been so lucky with the people at that level, your level, people like that. Like, I haven't been around the people who, like, you have the bad reputation. So mm. if you know, you worked with Will, obviously. Yes, um, I did. Yeah, yeah. So for me, he is like everything you want him to be and think he is. He seems like just the most open, loving, generous dude. And yes. somebody at that level, you think, well, he doesn't have time for me. I just have a little part on the show. But he was like, yeah, hey, what's up, boy? And then we yeah. were just talking. He, he wants my suggestions and stuff. And I was like, that he was an example for me, just like, let's say, Meryl Streep was and just like Hillary Swank just was, where if you have all of that, and you still can be a down to earth person. You still can like look somebody in the eye and have that kind of respect and go, hey, I'm welcoming you into the show. Let's have some fun. Let's goof off. Let's do this. It's there's you know nothing why? like that. Because mm -hmm. that brother was raised right. That's right. Right. With his yeah, mama I, and daddy. And let me tell mm, you something. Mm, we mm. call him Big Willie style, right? Uh -huh. the best parties. Mm. Will. Yes, I, he does. I've known Will. We did Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I played the date from hell with him, right? <laughs> and can I tell you, Will, from Fresh Prince to mm -hmm. now Big Willie, whenever I see him, hey, girl, what's going on? Working with him, mm -hmm. the most professional, most mm -hmm. giving actor I've ever had the pleasure of working with. One of my all-time favorite co-stars. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right. So then, wait a minute. You, you, mm -hmm. you dropped another big old name in there that just, <laughs> Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep, yes, what yes. What? Meryl Streep, when I was doing theater, a lot more theater, I did uh, Shakespeare in the Park with her and I had a, a wow. little role with her. It was one of my first big plays. I had a little part and I had scenes with her. And, you know, it's Meryl Streep. She is like one of the goats. Like mm -hmm. she is like bona fide. Mm -hmm. Yes. And again, what I loved about her. First one in the building, last one out, works hard. She still works like she just got out of Yale. She like, wow. you wouldn't know she has 12 Oscars and nominations and this and that. She still loves working, works, yeah. works, works. And is again, like Will, the most generous, the most kind. I'll never forget. Um, you know, we have, we, we shared a dressing room with me and some of the cast members. And then she had a, a little dressing room and I was alone in this little room, you know, getting ready for the, whatever the rehearsal and uh, here knocking the door. Hey, come in. 
Meryl sticks her head in. I'm like, uh, hey, Meryl Streep. And she's like, hey, Atto. Right. And I'm like, and she's like, what can I do for you? She's like, yeah, do you want to run lines? And I was like, yeah. So we go into her uh, her room and we just run the lines. She goes, yeah, I love this scene. And yeah, it's really great working with you. And I'm inside, like I've worked oh my with God. You know, oh my everybody. God. But I am inside. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And so finally <laughs> I couldn't resist it. And I was like, you're such a cool dude, Meryl. Oh my God, I called you dude. And she starts laughing, just hit me and just like, I'm okay. I would like love that woman to death. Man, yeah. Meryl was dope. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go to Quinn Tarantino. Quinn QT. You like with QT. He was, he, like you said, you know, um, it was funny getting the part and just hmm. meeting Quentin and being in the room with him. Um, what was funny was we we do the scene, we go through the scene a couple of times mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there with the casting director and he's like, uh, okay, so when you get down to New Orleans, um, so you're going to have to like, you know, it's a big emotional scene. You're going to be crying and we're going to be shooting that all day for about a week. So, you know, you're going to have to do this. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, did I get the part or is he just <gasps> like hypothetical? So I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, uh, Mr. Tarantino, you know, if you give me the part, you know, I get down there, I'll, I'll put it my best. He's like, yeah, yeah. So I'll see you down there when you're down there in a few weeks. Da, 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 da. It's like, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, if you if you make the decision, give me the part, blah, 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 blah. And so he goes, he kind of looks at me, he goes, he giggles. And then he goes, okay, I'll see you soon. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I leave the, uh, the little room and then uh, the casting director comes out to me and she goes, she's like, <gasps> and I was like, did I get it? And she goes, are you stupid? You got it. And I was like, oh my God, I couldn't stay on the road. I'm in LA. I couldn't even stay on the road. I had to, mm-hmm. you know, pull over, text all my friends. Then we get down there. And what I love about uh, uh, QT, if, if, if the same with, uh, I'm calling QT like he's my boy. Okay. We can call him that. Okay. So our listeners was, out there, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Oscar award winning director. Yes. Right. QT. Yes. QT. Legend. Legend. Yes. So what I love about him is he's playing music, he's doing all this stuff. And what I loved was my role was like really, really just an emotional like roller coaster. I'm about to die, all this stuff. He's cracking jokes the whole time, the whole time. But what I think it is for him is he's if he's hired you, he knows you can do the work. Exactly. He's just trying to ease you off a little bit so mm-hmm. like you don't get so zoned and you can find different things in your performance. Right. I really so much appreciated that because it was such a high pressure moment. And I'm working with Leo's in the scene. Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx is in the scene. Christoph Waltz is in the scene. Everybody wow. a- a- is in that scene. And they're all looking at me and I'm like, wow. But Quentin just made it all just go away. Everybody on that set was nice, but... I really loved working with him. He was he was too. fantastic. Yeah. He's definitely like him, Quentin Tarantino, and I would say F. Gary Gray uh, oh. were definitely two of my most favorite directors because, like you said, they know exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere on the set is one of creativity. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's not yes. tense. Everyone feels like you're working on eggshells and this and the yes. third. But when mm-hmm. it comes time to, to when it's time to do it. Yeah. You know, but can uh-huh. I tell you, my experience was like that with him, too. He came over. I was living at this big old house and we auditioned. And then afterwards, when I did the audition twice, he was like, OK, so let's go have sushi or I'm hungry. And I was kind of yeah. like, but did I get the part or, or what <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. the whole night, like we went and had sushi. But then afterwards, I was like at the time I was married, I was like, did I get the part? 
Did I, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, you got the part. But I enjoyed work with him as well, too. So now let's move forward to another name and wonderful person that you've worked with that I would love to work with one day. Hillary Swank, another Oscar winner. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. You, you're pulling out the receipts, brother, with your Oscars I, winners. Okay. I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to get that Oscar shine. You know I what know I mean? It. I know it. Yeah. I know it. Well, how did I mean, that come about? Tell me about that experience. So I was um, I was working on another show called Tales from the Loop, and uh, one of the the producers was like, "Hey, I'm doing this big Mars thing with Hillary Swank," and I just like, er, "Hillary Swank." that's, you know, if I could be in a show with her, I think she's amazing because, you know, quick story, when I was coming up in the acting, uh, um, taking acting classes and learning what acting was for the first time, um, you know, you start to go out to see movies and you're watching it from a different perspective now. And so I'm watching movies like, Ooh, what's acting? Let me go check out on the waterfront with uh, <laughs> everybody, you know, all the, uh, you know, all, uh, yes, all the do. Sydney Partier. You're like, I'm a thespian you know. now, right? Now I'm a thespian, thespian, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Boys Don't Cry came out, that movie, <gasps> her, that movie that made her who she is that yes. came out. And I watched that movie and, you know, movie's done, credits are rolling. They're, they're coming in to clean the popcorn up. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I can act like because what that lady just did, that was crazy. Yeah. Right. So then cut to 15 years later, I'm on set with her and she's like, hey, man, what, do, what, what are we going to get for lunch? Or what do you think about the scene? And I'm looking at her like. Hillary Swank, what you asking me for, right? <laughs> but again, this lady is down to earth. You don't know she has two Oscars when she's walking in, but like Meryl, she's she first one in, last one out, knows what she wants. What I love about her is she's a great general. Mm. She is she leads the cast us. Agreed. But she doesn't do it with an iron fist. She's right. not like she's not in a mood. If she's in her mood, it's her own business, right? Mm. But she leads by example. And it's like it's like getting an, a master acting class because she'll tell you what she's doing. I'll be like, yo, so Hillary, what's going on with that? Right. And she'd be like, well, this is how I approach this scene. And this is how I look the script and da 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 da. She has no problem giving you the jewels of wisdom. I, I, Hillary now, Swank. Mwah. The bomb. I love. Now, can mm-hmm. I tell you that's, yeah. that it, for me as an actress, you know, because mm-hmm. right now it's like I'm acting, producing. Yeah about to direct soon that you hustle can we break up can we stop for a second girl when do you rest because i'm like what vivica come on but go ahead sorry i'm grateful for the opportunities i appreciate to be very honest with you and Mm -hmm. i don't mind doing the work and so you know i'm a woman in my 50s and for me to be having all of the opportunities that I'm having right now, that when normally they put women out to pasture, like yeah, yes. you're not, you can't still get it no more. You ain't still got mm-hmm. it. Psych, mm-hmm. Vivica Fox does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay. I ain't new to the game. Yeah. I'm true to the game. Okay. We know we, this we know. Yeah. Mm. So I always make sure that I'm grateful. So I make sure, like you said, I'm the first one there, the last one to leave. I do mm. the work. And mm-hmm. I always like to make sure that when I am on a set, that my set is a happy set because I don't feel that actors can feel productive because sometimes you got to realize people are nervous to be with you. Like I, I did this movie uh, with it with uh, recently and the one guy, when it came time for his close-ups, Mm-hmm. He kept getting nervous. And I said, what's the matter? He goes, I can't believe I'm doing a scene with you. Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> and I said, Let's relax. Mm-hmm. I'm here with you. I said, do you want to run the lines just one time? Cut the cameras. Okay, let's just run it. 
boom, let's do it. And we ran it. And he goes, okay, I'm over. He goes, I just grew up like admiring you. And I just, I can't believe I'm across from you. And you're so proud. Yeah. I said, okay, now let's act now. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Because I got money. It's time and time. It's money. Time <laughs> we got that one over with. So let's keep it moving. But it was just that we have to realize that sometimes people, they, nerves come in. But yes. I always try to make sure everybody's comfortable. So that after yes. that, he nailed it. He, he yes. told, I'm happy to hear that two ladies that you worked with that mm-hmm. are Oscar winners were gracious. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's nothing worse when you hear, you know, because, you know, I didn't hear some horror stories and I didn't work with some. Mm-hmm. Me too. But, you know, those people I'd like to I'd like to learn from not to be that way. Yes. If it's my yes. yes. You know, yes. so I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. It's it's and it's a wonderful thing, because, again, being welcomed onto a set, especially, you know, the, the it's a Vivica A. Fox movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the reason this movie has been made is because she said, OK, I'm going to do this movie. Right. And so everybody else is employed because of the decision that you've made. And when you it, when you are acting like I've come into your house and you're welcoming. OK, no, no problem. Sit on the couch. OK, here's where you look. You start to feel comfortable enough to be able to work because she like she wants me here and it only makes you better right like if yeah. i can't act in your scene then you can't hold the whole scene up by yourself the camera's got to come to me so if i'm relaxed and i can work with you because i think oh she's human right it's a beautiful thing so the people who do the opposite i've never understood that one me i'm like either. i don't yeah, makes like, you look bad. Right. Yeah. yeah, don't have that. So yeah. now let's move mm-hmm. on. Besides acting, you yes. host two, not one, but two. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Look, Bill ain't the only one hustling. Okay. Otto is too. So now True. let's talk about these podcasts. One yes. is called Radio Zamunda. Yes. The dope shit where you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Vivica just said the dope dope shit. I love it. That's right. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Where you and a co-host introduce each other to fellow artists and discuss their journeys. So Mm -hmm. tell us about that and how that come about. So, you know, my my buddy Kwaku and I, um, we met on a set. Uh, He's a musician. We met on the set of vinyl. And we just we just clicked instantly. We just became instant friends. And because we both love music, we both love movies. We were always putting one onto something that I just the other just saw. So it's like, oh, I just heard this great album. Have you heard this? Oh, let me check this out. Oh, boom! And we would talk about it all the time. And one time, a friend overheard our conversations and said, "Hey, you should do a podcast about mm. like just the albums and the movies that you like and why you like them and the artistry behind them." And then Kwaku was like, "That's a good idea, but like, what if we brought people that the other person doesn't know and then we introduce them in a long form sort of way, like just three friends sitting around a table and say, oh, this is my girl.'" Vivica, how you doing? Oh, what do you do, Vivica? Oh, I'm an actor. Oh, okay. Let's, how did you start that journey? And then it's just a free flowing conversation about how we got to the point that we are now, which I love the constellation of events. Like you just said, you were, you were in, uh, um, um, California modeling, and then you're shooting up to LA and then your girl said, Hey, I think you're pretty good at that. That's fascinating to me. I always wonder, well, what would have happened if that girl wasn't like, Oh, you're a great actress. You know what I mean? Maybe something else would have happened. So that sort of journey is what I, I very much appreciate. And you know what, there's a movie called Sliding Doors. Have you heard that movie with Gwyneth Paltrow? And it's about how, like, what if you went through a different door? What yeah. would have been that journey? 
or yeah. you know what I mean? Or if you made that yeah. other choice. So uh, that trips me out sometimes as well, too, because I yeah. like that about career and relationships sometimes. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? That mm-hmm. if I didn't do that, had it, could it work out? Or am, am I glad I missed that bus and that fool? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn. Man, Vivica, you should. Do you do comedy too? Because you are mad funny. Do not be trying to give me another job, okay? Okay, okay. Okay, but the only thing I can tell you is that I think it surprises people because everybody just looks at the magazines or my love life or the Mm -hmm. roles that I played. Everybody just thinks I'm so serious and so unapproachable. And I love fun. I love laughing. I love life. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I do. Beautiful. I do. Beautiful. Yeah, mm. well, thank you. So let's talk about your other podcast. That yes. was called Unrelated, where yes. you and your childhood friend, Chris, and Chris happens to be white, y'all, which we love here. We got a little, little multicultural thing going on here that you guys discuss race, pop culture, love, um, and oh, your love for Ed Harris? Yes. Ed Harris? Why do you love Ed, Ed, Harris. Ed Harris so much? Love Ed Harris. Because Ed Harris is one of those actors that, no matter what he's in, even if the movie is a dog, you know, Ed Harris is not going to be bad. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so like every time I'm like, Ed Harris is a movie. I'm going to watch it. And so one time we were just talking and we just at the same time, I think he we both mentioned Ed Harris as being a great actor that we love. So anyway, for, for him and I, like you said, he's a white guy. I'm a black guy. We both were born in Schenectady, New York, but we both had different experiences growing up. So we also are people who are very similar in our pursuits. We both love fantasy novels. We both love Dungeons and Dragons. We both love nerdy, nerdy, nerdy stuff, right? And so we lost touch when I moved away from Schenectady. And so years have gone by and I'm like, where's my boy, Chris? And so I looked him up on the internet and I found him and we hooked up and we did not skip a beat after 30 years. And wow. so we were like, we always call each other. We're like, yeah, you're like, you're my, my brother from another mother. So we decided to make a podcast about the conversations about our journey through life, how people can feel related and similar, but have completely different circumstances mm. based on race, based on where we live, based on life experiences. So it's funny. It's irreverent. We talk about real sort of um, um, uh, um, serious racial issues, but we also, you know, talk about our love for Ed Harris. So it's like <laughs> random, but kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And speaking of, of, you know, recent events that have been going on, I mean, how have you been doing during COVID? Girl. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Well, I, I've been good. I've been good. I'm. 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 Somebody. I live alone in my apartment, and I think I'm good alone. Although I'm lonely. Do you know what I mean? But I'm this, not going crazy I, for being. Alone. I live alone too. I. Yeah. So I. I know exactly what you mean like that. Like I love my house and yeah. my own space, but I still mm. need to socialize. I think that's like, yes. you know, they just opened California back up the other day. Child, I was the first one in line at my little <laughs> restaurant. It's like, right, come on back and serve me. I'm back because I don't cook. I, I, yeah. I tell people this about me. I don't cook, darling, but I order mm. fantastically. Okay. <laughs> I love me so Vivica. Boy. No, because I, I mean, yeah. I've been on my own since I was like 17 years old, Yeah, you know, yeah. and I've always kind of like lived by myself and I've always worked more yes. than anything else. So I yes. wasn't working in the kitchen. I can't cook. Now don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. when you live by yourself, you know, I just was like, it's just quicker and easier to order something, you know, yeah, I'm the same way, same okay. way. See, yeah. right. Cause so. you know, us, 
I'd rather go get something to to order, bring it home, and then look at a movie or read a script or something like that in the kitchen. Then I got to clean up, and then whatever I don't, I got to throw it away. Then that makes me mad because I feel like I wasted food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So right. So we're I not doing you. that. Yeah. No. So mm-hmm. you did okay during COVID. Did you work? During- I did okay. I didn't work. I mean, I'm lucky that I've worked a lot. That I've you know built a little bit of you know cushion, RGS cushion, and all that that stuff. And I feel for me, it doesn't make sense for me to go out and work in the middle of a pandemic. It's right. better for the society and the world for me to stay my ass inside. Hopefully, we get ahead of this. There's other people who have to go out and work, and yeah. so let's protect those people. Uh, and let me stay in. It drives me crazy that not more people are doing that. And I think that the how long this is taken is because of that. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. And, and and I think the thing about this is it's showing us what we have been taken for granted and how mm-hmm. good we've had it for so long. Right. Because I'm the same way with you. I live in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. I love this neighborhood. I know everybody in the street. Everybody knows me. It's a it's a neighborhood, the coffee shop. We just yeah. stop on the street and start talking. Mm-hmm. And so now that's been taken away. Yeah. And it's like, wow, wow, look at all this beautiful life that we mm-hmm. had that I was just taken for granted. For granted. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. invite my people over. I have my record collection. Hey, come over. Let's just listen to records and let's just chill. Now I can't do that. And it's like, oh, when we get back, let me make sure I do not forget how lucky and fortunate I've been. You know what I mean? Right. That you don't take that for granted. Yes. Yes. Now, let's talk about a couple of things, social mm-hmm. issues, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, because you seem like a, a deep brother. Um, how are you about with like the Black Lives Matter movement and all of the things that are recent election and and these crazy fools storming the Capitol. Man. You know, mm-hmm. how, how did how did that make you see feel as a black man to mm-hmm. watch the difference of how they deal with them and how they deal with us? Because yeah. you know we was peaceful protesting and still yes. was getting blasted on. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. One thing that I have been dealing with a lot is uh, I'm just gonna be just frank is a lot of contempt. Mm. I, like just feeling just a lot of anger because now it's so clear the difference as you, yes. you pointed out. Yes. And and I can't understand why some people can't see it. Right? It's it's almost like us black people are in an abusive relationship if you I've never been in one thankfully, but I've 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 coached or not coached but like been confided in about some abusive relationships with people in my life. And the, the abuser is always telling you how good you have it. Mm. And any okay. violence against you is your fault. Right. I'm hitting you because it's you. You did this. You did this. You did that. You were selling cigarettes on the corner. That's why I'm beating you up. Right. You might have had a fake 20. That's why I got my knee on your neck. And For on and minutes. on and on. Yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, you, your, your boyfriend maybe wasn't the guy who we thought stole the money, but we felt endangered. So we started shooting and we accidentally killed Brianna Taylor. Right. You know, it was somehow her fault for sleeping in her own apartment. Right. Okay. You know, and so like that's the thing that is driving me crazy. So the the storming of the damn Capitol, mm. I watched that stuff, and there's no black person that I know personally that was sh- surprised. Okay, we were all like, man, 
the privilege of these people walking in there with their phones, mm-hmm. with their recognized, they're not even wearing masks. They're not trying right. to hide. They yes. in there. Yes. And so it's hard to, it's hard. To, it, 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 I don't know how they maintain at this point, the, this, um, uh, this charade anymore. It's right. clear y'all. It is a different level of, yes. of treatment that we're getting and y'all either recognize it and it's on you to do it. It's not us black people. We don't, mm. I mean, it's you, you have to fix it now. So right. that's where I am about it. Can I tell you um, mm-hmm. as ugly as what some recent events were, mm-hmm. I'm glad they were exposed. Uh, me too. Because, me too. Mm. you know, for the longest time you would be, oh, that doesn't really happen to y'all. You guys are overreacting. This and that, there. that was like crystal yeah. clear. Can't yeah. deny this no more. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I got another qu- question mm-hmm. for you. What has comparing your life to say your friend's life revealed to you about the world that we live in now? Uh, uh, we, we, uh, as in like just like my comparing, friends in general? Like the difference, like you said, like what we just kind of went through that, you know, what what did that open your eyes to? That it was like now as a black man, you got to be more careful mm-hmm. or do we have mm-hmm. to hold our elected officials more accountable for putting them in office? Because that made me yeah. look at some people because it made me look at some of them people that I'm like, wait a minute now, y'all not going to vote and yeah. we paying y'all and paying y'all good salaries and yeah. y'all don't care about what's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I look at, I say, like I said before, it's like, you know, when, when I'm marching in a Black Lives Rally um, uh, rally, right. I'm not screaming Black Lives Matter because I already know I'm looking at my white brothers and sisters and be like, let's see how loud you scream this. If you scream this with some conviction, okay, I believe you. Right. Um, And what are you guys going to do? What happened and maybe happened to you as well is when all this stuff started really piling up, especially last year, I was getting. Yeah. Yeah. So all my, I have a lot of white friends and I call there's a certain group of white friends that I say, here are the barbecue white friends. Like you can invite (laughs) them to the barbecue you can leave them alone with your uncle. You but don't have to worry about to the barbecue. Deal. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Those people aren't coming to the barbecue. You know what right. I mean? And so for me, it's like I, I got a lot of calls from the people who aren't invited to the barbecue who wanted me to help them figure out what is the black problem and what's going on and how does it feel to be a black person. Right. And I'm like, you've known me for 15, 16, 20 years, right. You're asking me this question now. Mm. And why are you worried about it now? Because it's not the conversations that I'm having. It's the conversations that you need to be having with your mother, with your father, with your uncle, who's the MAGA guy, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff, all of that silence that you've been doing, Mm -hmm. this is how it compounds. It's not me. You know, if it was me, I hope I would do something about it. But, you know, if we have to go out on the street and and, and say that Black Lives Matter, right? Right. It's it's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Che, the... uh, the, the comedian, I forget his name, but he had a great Saturday Night Live bit where he's like, it's, we're asking that Black Lives Matter, not Black mm. Lives are better, not Black Lives are superior. Like, you just have to oh, care. About, about, uh, oh, the comedian. Uh, who was this? Oh, you're right. Black dude. Che, uh, uh, Michael Che. Michael Che. Yes. Yeah. So, like, we, we are asking for Black Lives to matter, not Black Lives to be better, not Black Lives to be considered more. Just matter. Just, like, think about Black Lives for a second. And they're still mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're still yeah. mad. So, I don't know. I don't know. What, what are your hopes for 
our country, for our future? Well, I think you 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 said it right. I think that the good thing is this has been exposed yes. in so many ways. Even the even the uneven way that black people are getting vaccinated, right? Mm, I yeah. just saw, I, yeah, I, before I got here, I was just looking at the COVID-19 thing for New York. And it's like only 10% of the eligible black people in this block have been vaccinated. Wow. It's 70% for the white people, right? And so it's like, even that is uneven. And I think all of that being widely exposed, I think gives us the chance they they can't turn away from it anymore. It's everywhere they look. And so I think that the hope is that the the people in the power can't avoid it anymore. I, mm-hmm. You know, if we don't, I don't want to get too poly- yeah, political, I know. I know what you're you know, but if, you know what I'm saying? But like, I think the, the Republican Party needs to step aside because they're not helpful anymore. They're not mm-hmm. interested in governing. There's a diversity of ideas Absolutely. within the, the Democrats that they can like figure out how to fight amongst themselves. But like right now it's go time, right? We don't have time for the people who believe in conspiracy theories now. It's go time right now. So that's my hope. It's like, the people who want to do the work now have the power to do the work, especially with the new administration. So yes. hopefully they'll push that forward. So great. Fingers Agreed. crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed right with you. Yeah. Okay. So we're mm-hmm. coming a little bit toward the end. So I kind of got like a couple of like rapid fire questions for you, you know, because okay. you're on hustling with Vivica A. Fox brother. Yes, yes, okay? yes, yes. All right. So if you, if you, if you put these, you know, can help mm-hmm. us. Cause I, I got a whole list of my, of, uh, okay. of questions I want to get to you. Yes. How have you hustled to become who you are today? Oh, I've lived my life and I've, mm. I've always known who I was and I've always strove, striven to figure out who I was. And that's the most important thing to me. All right. How do you balance life and all of the many jobs that are coming your way with the two podcasts, with your movies and, and, and all your creativity? How do you balance it all? I self-care. Uh, I've Ooh. learned to say no. Yep. I've yes. learned to say yes. yep. Wait, minute, wait, we gotta say that for the people in the in the congregation. What's a beautiful word to learn? No. Self-care. Self-care and no. And yes. no. yes, right. And no. Yes. And no. <laughs> no, because I had to learn that, mm-hmm. you know, not to get away mm-hmm. from your rapid fire because you can't be everything to everybody without no. taking care of you. Yes. Right? Yes. So I like mm-hmm. that. Self-care and no. Yep. Okay. What drives you? Oh, I have a passion. You know, I, I love storytelling and I love learning how to do new things. So you see this guitar that was one of the pro- the promises I made when I was long time ago. I said, I've always wanted to learn how to play the guitar. No excuse. Go buy a guitar, figure out how to play it. So that learning how to do things drives me all the time. I love that. What makes you happy? Oh, man. See, happiness is understanding love and understanding for me, what is love? It's, it is wanting the people in your life that you love to thrive, even if it's without you. And so it's love without possession. It's love without, you know, objectifying the other person. It's, I want you Vivica to have a happy life. Can I help you with that? Even if it like, we don't need to speak anymore. I get it. Right. I want to be a benefit in other people's life. And when I am, it makes me happy. So Mm. that's for yeah. Okay. I, I like that because to me, I'm at the happiest I've been mm-hmm. in in a long time. 
And I Wonderful. tell everybody, it's when I learned, I had a couple seasons of shedding where I had to get rid of people who were just negative and not good for me. I tell people all the time, I said, look, you're going to stop dragging down my nipples, okay? <laughs> Trying to keep these buddies up here for me to stay happy, okay? And I am going to be true to Vivica and what makes her happy. Is that yes. how you feel like you are right now, that you are being true to who you are? 100%. I'm very fortunate and I couldn't be happier. When my parents ask me, I say, I'm happy. It's amazing. So mm. as long as I'm doing me, I'm happy. I love it. I love it. Well, that leads us perfectly into today's hustle hack. Hashtag, you tell them who you are. Darlings, know that it is never too late to let go and for you to live your best life and live out your dreams. What ways can you express yourself and, and be creative that lets you be who you are, okay? Don't let anyone tell you who you are. Figure it out and do it yourself and live your true life and your true experiences to the fullest. I have a saying, live, love, laugh. That's what life is all about. So I want to thank my wonderful, can I tell you this? You got the best smile. Your smile <laughs> radiates happiness. It does. Your smile just radiates in those eyes. I mean, you're just a wonderful man. So there's no wonder why sky is the limit for you, Otto. So I want Thank you to tell you our so listeners much. out there, where can they find you? Uh, my name is Otto Isando. You can find me on Twitter, Otto Isando, at Otto Isando on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can find me. Oh, and your podcast. Where can they find oh. your podcast? Oh, uh, Radio Zamunda, at Radio Zamunda. That's on all the podcasts, Apple, Google, all that stuff. And the same thing with um, Unrelated, a podcast. So both of them can be found on all the podcast platforms. Listen, subscribe, do the whole thing. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Otto. You just yes. gained a new fan today in Vivica Fox. You yes. Did. I do. And I thank you so much for being on Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. All right. And I'm to so all honored. my fans out there, you can find your girl Vivica Fox on at Miss Vivica Fox on Twitter and Instagram at Miss V Fox. And we have an Instagram at Stage 29 Podcast. And I am verified with my blue check. You got your blue check, brother? I got my blue check too. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> darlings, don't forget to subscribe, download, and listen to your girl hustling with Vivica A. Fox. Until next time, darlings, bye for now. The Hustling with Vivica A. Fox podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during the podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional.